0: <laughs> hey, welcome you know, I- back to another Get Geekish podcast. Uh, Sanford and Son over there. Uh, we are uh, Get Geekish. I'm Beto. That's Derek. Uh, thanks for joining us once again on
1: the, the, the podcast
0: circuit here. You look like you have See, something to say.
1: <laughs> well, the way my brain works, I meant to do... Doo, 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 but Sanford and Son is just... just in my, in,
0: son overtook bewitched. Yeah,
1: it's it's Im, it's embedded in my brain, dude, because it's of a, Scrubs. So. It's a
0: good reason for that. And if you can't <laughs> guess by our, our crypticness already or non-crypticness, we're talking about TV sitcoms this week. Yeah. But TV sitcoms of old. This kind of got sparked off because uh, the whole WandaVision phenomenon. WandaVision. Uh, if you haven't seen it yet, I'm not going to give away any spoilers.
1: Yeah, we're not talking one division, but we're just I
0: really like the show. I mean, my my taking the show the first episode or two, I looked I looked at it and went, "Well, this is weird. It could be okay." And now I'm absolutely in love with it by the time we're seven
1: episodes in. But- I think everybody had that feeling with it. You're watching it and you're like, "All right, what the heck is going <laughs> on? This is this is okay." So, yeah. If
0: if Marvel Studios hadn't made me fall in love with a talking tree and a raccoon, I might not have made it for the full first episode, but I had hope. <laughs> uh, but a But in that show, every one of the times that, that their Wanda is traveling through different eras in the show, that the show is actually filmed and shot very similar to an old American sitcom along the way. Like almost Just- perfectly matched with some of the different sitcom shots, even Which even changing awesome. the aspect ratio once they mm-hmm. broke from the 70s to the 80s, or the 80s to the 90s, one of the two on there. But it's, you know, for a film editing geek, it is pure magic. And for a sci-fi Marvel geek, it is pure magic on top of magic. But that got us talking about sitcoms and some of the old ones because a lot of the sitcoms of old, Aren't household names anymore, but thanks to things like Nick at Night, I don't know about you, Derek, but I spent a lot of my childhood watching sitcoms from the '50s
1: and '60s, even though I wasn't alive back then. Yeah, I mean that's so. Let's see here. Like growing up was, I didn't have cable, you know, but my grandma did, so I knew I watched Nick at Night. There had the had the Golden Girls and everything like that. Um, but before school, you know, when you had to get up early before the sun got up, sometimes, especially in the winter. I would always turn on the TV and there would be like mash and bewitched and I dream of genie. And I would just watch those constantly, the, you know, and the, and the monkeys as well. So that's kind of what got me started too. and I reached out to you as, yeah, exactly. I reached out to you as yeah, exactly. like, <laughs> we should talk about sitcoms from every era, you know, starting with the fifties. And this was going to be part one of our podcast. Cause I don't think we could do fifties to now in 30 minutes.
0: Yeah, we can get through the 40s, 50s, and 60s pretty good today because there's the lists get much, much bigger once you get past yeah. that. Yeah. But um, I, I think we're, we'll skip most of the 40s sitcoms because there's not really any.
1: <laughs> well, I was going to say, in the 40s, it was still pretty much radio dramas, right? Like uh-huh. radio, radio shows?
0: Yeah, there's, there's nothing actually listed on Wiki, Wikipedia on the American sitcoms. There's actually nothing in the 40s. They have a category for it, but there's nothing in there. So maybe there was some along the way. But you also keep in mind that TV was still a pretty new thing back then, so it's not like there was production crews in every city making new shows.
1: Well, not everybody could afford a TV either, so... Yeah. yeah I still remember a...
0: my dad telling me the story the first time they got themselves a
1: color television.
0: I used to make fun of them all the time for that, and now my daughter's making fun of me for things.
1: <laughs> <laughs> ah, the circle of life.
0: So it begins. Uh, the 50s, being that there was only three... Big name American sitcoms They were fairly decent They had The Honeymooners I Love Lucy
1: And Leave it to Beaver That was the 50s? Mm Mm-hmm Okay Alright
0: They they probably went beyond that Because a lot of the shows Had a little more staying power But that was the, the The three big ones That came across In that decade Right And I remember watching Plenty of those I I Never got into The Honeymooners But it was There was references To The Honeymooners All the time
1: I was gonna say, I like I don't think I've seen well maybe I've seen a full episode, but it's it's the whole, you know, to the moon, Alice, that type of thing. And like, you know, they're just very over-the-top characters that a lot of people have referenced, especially in like the nineties and the eighties. They took those and referenced them I mean Flintstones was kind of based off those characters a little bit Mm -hmm. um, and you can tell that especially in other sitcoms later on down the road but Honeymooners to me was eh you know I never really got into it Leave it to Beaver for whatever reason I watched that even though like there's nothing that funny about it especially if you watch it now it's just like that wholesome family goodness and then of course I Love Lucy is just a timeless classic like Mm. that one actually is, is funny yeah, I love
0: it as a lot of moments that even as a kid watching a black and white TV show that was 30 years old, there were parts where you were cackling. <laughs>
1: oh, yeah, and that's the thing, too, is I I know maybe you and I are different. I mean, obviously we are. But <laughs> but I just remember, like, some people were like, you know, especially my age at that time, are like, why are you watching this It's in black and white? I'm like, why not? It's funny, like. It it doesn't matter to me as as I look at the content, you know, and not the how it was filmed or anything like that.
0: Yeah. And there's there was a bit of nostalgia about it. And uh, I, I think I had that problem, too. when I go back to look at it now. If I try and watch some of these shows, I'm not sure how seven year old me actually sat through them. There just wasn't much of an option and I guess right. maybe that was how uh, like Nickelodeon when they had Nick and Knight really kind of captured the audience because they knew if they put on doubled there at five but didn't put on uh another set of cartoons till nine o'clock that well I'm gonna watch some of these might as well see what's on okay mm-hmm. and I'm sure they made bank on royalties because they were probably getting uh, a lot of money to play those reruns at the time because that was still kind of a new thing for getting that content <laughs>
1: Well, and the thing is, too, is and this could be something that we can dive down the road later on, too. But I kind of wonder what the royalties, you know, is with the sitcoms of the 50s and the 60s. Because, I mean, they're still getting aired, right? So do they have that monetary value like Friends does where they're getting, what, a million dollars per rerun or whatever? Uh, Or is it like, you know, since there's nobody really surviving from that show anymore does it kind of trickle down to their relatives does it even you know exist anymore because i mean they don't air it constantly but it, it happens at like what one in the morning now or like right yeah, before and the I, and, I, and i'm start? sure
0: there's some cable network or streaming network that has all these going all the time i mean heck there's a game show network doing tv game shows non-stop 24 yeah. it's been going on for decades yeah that's true <laughs>
1: well and, and the thing is too is you you know when people talk about Nick at Night now, to me, Nick at Night is still, you know, uh, I Love Lucy and, you know, Golden Girls and, you know, the, the old ones from the from 50s, the 60s and the 70s. Nick at Night now is like Friends and other stuff. And I'm like, you guys got to stop. I,
0: I feel I, like I have to embed this video in, in the podcast blog, but there's just somebody who looped together a bunch of the classic Nick at Night commercials. Oh, yeah. Do it. Uh, it's, uh, it's just looking at it's
1: bringing back all kinds of memories right now. <laughs> well, and that was the thing, too, is like growing up, we didn't have streaming services. I mean, we've talked about this before the back in my day thing. We didn't have the streaming services. We didn't have this. We didn't have that. If you woke up at one in the morning and you couldn't sleep, you turn on the TV, it's either infomercials. Nick at Night or something else that's showing also these reruns. For, so or
0: remember this might blow some of the kids' minds. Remember when TV stations used to sign off? Oh yeah, be eleven o'clock at night or twelve o'clock at night. It's like this is signing off. We'll see you tomorrow morning, and then nothing but static, static. until six o'clock in the morning. I wake up with the Pledge of Allegiance and a rooster
1: crowing. We're back on the air. <laughs> yeah, that was that was. I'm glad I didn't have to deal with too much of that because I still had those channels that would like. Or I just pop in a VHS. But anyway, all right. So fifties, we got those three main sitcoms. Mm-hmm. Um, do you? Could you still watch Leave It to Beaver now?
0: I don't think I could. I, yeah. I one, I don't think I could giggle, not giggle every time they called him the beef. <laughs> um, but I think I just get really bored because yeah, it's it's a it's a wholesome show about nothing. Oh, the kid gotten some hijinks. So oh, he dropped his jacks down the drain. His mom's gonna be upset about him. Poor Beave. It, like, yeah, <laughs> it's really it's really
1: dated. It is really dated <clears throat> with that one, and I think that's maybe where I Love Lucy kind of holds its own. Is it's not? I mean, it's still dated, obviously, mm. but it, it's still fun. Like there's still fun hijinks to be had, and Lucille Ball was like she carried the show. Obviously,
0: yeah, and, and it, it, I, I feel I feel like. It, the show like that one actually left lent a little bit of realism to it. Mm-hmm. As you said, they're made up characters, they're over the top, but the fact that there was just a little bit of reverence, everybody could see a little bit of themselves, and they went like, "I don't think I ever watched Leave It to Beaver and thought, you know what, I re- that kid really gets me." Yeah. Like, <laughs> I never
1: saw myself as the Beaver or Wally. So, <laughs> or and what was it? Was it what was his parents' name? Oh, I don't remember. Yeah, it's- Be- Beverly. I don't remember. So do you remember the what is it? The '90s movie that they tried to make out of that? I do not. Yeah, no. <laughs> they tried to make it more like it's. It's a weird movie. It's maybe
0: it's we need the CW to do that now, like they did with Archie and Sabrina and
1: Riverdale. Come back with Bring it, Leave It to Beaver, 2020 <laughs> the, style. Leave It to Beaver now with a cleaver. <laughs> All right, so we, those are those are the three main ones from the fifties. Obviously, remember, you know what there was. How many channels back in the fifties? Four, if that.
0: Yeah, yeah, probably somebody. So, all
1: right, so okay, 50s, now we're now. to the sixties. 60s. Sixties, 60s, man, second. Sixties
0: still a lot of black and white, but there are a few colored options that start showing up.
1: What do we got? The Beverly Hillbillies mm-hmm okay I am um, yep okay bewitched oh yep
0: the Brady Bunch the okay. Flintstones Yep. get smart Gilligan's Island get smart was in the 60s huh mm-hmm. green acres green I dream green. of Jeannie more leave it to beaver the many loves of Dobie Gillis the Munsters and Petticoat Junction I've only not heard of Debbie Gillis even, I've, I, I, I always turned the channel off when Dobie Gillis came around, but I remember seeing his name all over the place. Petticoat Junction is one of those I've never seen.
1: I've heard of it. I don't think I've ever seen it. Um, uh, I love Lucy. It wasn't on in the 60s, huh? Like uh, the,
0: huh. Yeah, apparently not.
1: When did the Dick Van Dyke show come out? Well, let's find out here. Thank goodness we have the Internet. I know, right? <laughs> well, uh, so I'm thinking, I'm thinking I've seen the monsters that show still holds yeah. up today.
0: I love Lucy was only on from 1955 to
1: 1956 Wait, it was only one season. Mm-hmm. I Feel like there's so many episodes though. I I, I feel like that way too, but uh, <laughs> Well, okay, okay. There's spinoffs. I know like the Lucy Ball show and whatever. Okay. Yeah, but when for the original Van- show When did Dick Van Tyke come out? Dick Van Dyke
0: show. It's an important part of this. Yeah. This is, this is why I know you tune to the podcast to watch me look things up on the internet. So I appreciate you for that. Especially <laughs> people who are driving right now going, what the hell is he talking about? Uh, Dick Van Dyke show 65. See, that no, should be. 1961 under. to 1966. Yeah, well, the Dick Van Dyke was. show wasn't a sitcom.
1: Uh, yeah, it was. I guess it, it kind of was. Yeah, because I mean, even even WandaVision kind of made fun of some of the stuff. Well, this is, you know what? Wikipedia has let me down, dude. Wikipedia is a trusted source. Come on now.
0: I know. I'm looking at the list of American sitcoms by decade, and it doesn't have the Dick Van Dyke Show. I mean, Dick, I mean, Dick Van Dyke Show. On Wikipedia says. That,
1: when did when did the monkeys come out? While you're looking that up, um, the Munsters still holds up today. Beverly Hillbillies is one that I've only seen a few episodes of. Um, I've seen the movie that they did in, what, the 90s? Uh huh. Um, the Beverly Hillbillies was a, was a fairly decent show. Like, it yeah. was another one
0: that was over the top and it was just fun. outlandish enough that it was fun.
1: Yeah. Uh, Bewitched and I Dream of Genie, I watched constantly because that's when the repeats were on. And when they switched the Darrens or Darrels, I forget the, I think it's Darrens. Um, in I Dream of Genie, I got mad. I was like, "That's the other guy was funnier." Uh, so I was late to the game, but I still was with everybody when they switched those guys.
0: It happens, yeah. And the Monkees also in the '60s. I love the Monkees show. Dude,
1: the Monkees was such a great. And I don't, like for a fake band, like.
0: Okay, I am I am upset. I officially am not donating to Wikipedia ever again. Have you ever? No. (laughs) But we're also missing for the sixties the Andy Griffith Show, Gomer Mm -hmm. Pyle, Make Room for Daddy, Family Affair, My Three Sons. I I watched the heck out of my three sons. Uh, Flying Nun, Hazel Real McCoy's Dennis the Menace, which I watched all the time Hogan's Heroes, Jack Benny Show Mayberry RFD, McHale's Navy Father Knows Best, Gilligan's Island Patty Duke Show, Adam's Family Please Don't Eat the Daisies F Troop, My Favorite Martian, Donna (sighs) Reed, Mr. Ed Car 54,
1: Where Are You? Happy Days? Did that come out in the 60s?
0: Uh, It's the Ozzy and Harriet
1: Sunday, Monday, Happy Days Day, day, happy days. I guess I could
0: look. I it don't up. see that on there, but that's okay. That makes me feel because I'm like, there
1: had to be more shows than that. <laughs> like, we didn't just right. watch every TV show ever made in the '60s growing up. Uh, happy days came out in the '70s. I'm just getting ahead of myself. Mm-hmm. I
0: got, I got <clears said> to <throat> though,
1: because I loved watching the Dennis the Menace cartoon. The for some reason, the intro
0: when there was the little tornado that came across the screen. I really enjoyed that for some reason, but I got upset because I didn't like the kid that played Dennis because at the time I was watching Dennis the Menace on Nick at Night was also the time that they had the Dennis the Menace cartoon that came on
1: once in a while. Oh, yeah. And then what the 90s had the Dennis the Menace movie, which is just fantastic. But with Walter yeah. Matthau, but mm-hmm. <coughs> but I was kind of let down because you want
0: that you're like, oh, it's Dennis. Oh, this is just because Dennis the Menace in the TV show was very much like Leave it to Beaver. Only Dennis was the one that got into trouble. Right. By getting into trouble, it was you know he accidentally broke a window while trying to bring cookies over to his elderly neighbor or something like that. Like right, it was it was always
1: an accident. Well, and the thing is too is I'm glad you brought up Hogan's Heroes because in my mind I was like, was does that qualify as a sitcom? That is one that I absolutely loved. I loved that show. It was so much fun. And so quotable, you know. Shorts. I know nothing. You know, just just all of that fun. Like, I it just takes me back because it was one of those ones where I, especially like when I had basketball, I had to wake up at like five in the morning, and I hated it. Hated my life. But I was watched. If it was either I Dream a Genie, Bewitched, Hogan's Heroes, those were the three that cycled in. Every once in a while, I got lucky enough to catch a Monkey's episode. But mm-hmm. it, it was mainly those three. And I don't know the monkeys. I don't think they get enough credit for, for their sitcom because I mean it was, that was top notch.
0: Well, fun. yeah, it, it was fun, but <laughs> you got to take a grain of salt too. The monkeys are pretty much just like a ripoff of the Beatles.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, they were a fake band. They didn't even know how to play their instruments. So, I know. I mean, so it's
0: like giving them credit for uh, it's. Uh, <laughs> it was fun stuff though.
1: And the Andy Griffith show, I will say that I did watch that a lot because my dad liked it. But again, that's one of those ones where I think it's it wasn't necessarily funny. I mean, Barney Fife was. Don Knotts was he, you know. Yeah, Don American Knotts was funny, but the rest of it was just a it had a really catchy theme song. It that's... was and it was very wholesome, you know. Now it's going to be stuck in your head. So <laughs> you're welcome. Um, but that was the one and two. It's very wholesome. But then you look back and read some of the stories that happened behind the scenes. You're like, ooh, maybe it wasn't. <laughs> I feel like there's
0: a lot of that, like, people, especially uh, some of the older generations go back, and this is the time they go back, well, I want to go back to the time when America was great and everything was awesome, but you hear the stories of a lot of these sitcoms and the things going on behind the scenes, you're like, no, 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 this, the Norman Rockwell thing wasn't necessarily real for most
1: people. Oh, (laughs) dude, you read the behind the scenes about I Love Lucy and Mm -hmm. oof. And, and same with Gilligan's Island. First of all, Gilligan's Island in the 60s, I think that's when it started going really weird and jumped the shark, right? It went all kind of like.
0: Yeah, I, I got to clarify one thing, too, because if I looked at another list, I should you know check more than one source before I do these things. From the 50s, there's lots more, too, that we missed in there. Oh. From 5NO's Best, uh, Ozzy and Harriet, Donna Reed, Abbott and Costello, Dennis and Menace, Real McCoy's, Dobie Gillis, Amos and Andy, Life O'Reilly, Bob Cummings Show, Mr. Ed.
1: Oh. Whittle burr Yeah, Mr.
0: Ed was a great show. Putting that peanut butter on that horse's lips. And how they could always work this guy living in the middle of a suburban city having a horse barn in his backyard, but how the horse still managed to be a part of so many other scenes that watching the show never felt out of
1: place. Dude. <laughs> and and okay, so you mentioned uh 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 crap. What the comedy Abbott Costello. Mm-hmm. I owned quite a few of their movies. I love watching them. And it just made me think of The Three Stooges. I guess, was that not as qualified as a sitcom? Because that was right around there, right?
0: It's probably both these things. uh, You got to cut us some slack. We weren't (laughs) alive. Oh, wow. Yeah, The Three Stooges? Um, (laughs) Started in the 20s.
1: Well, I mean the the actual, the one we know with Mo Larry the you know the actual. You know what I'm talking about, not Shemp, Curly, and not the weird. Larry ones Mo before Curly. that, yeah.
0: Well, you know, I guess 1960 to 1972 would be the one that we're thinking of.
1: Yep. Okay. So I mean, the, there we go, right there. Because I watched it so I was, per, I really liked the Three Stooges so much that my grandma would buy me VHS's and posters of the Three Stooges and everything like that. But it's funny how I how we forget this stuff, and then we bring up this list, and instantly, all these like memories just come flowing back of like either, like I said, getting up at two in the morning. There's nothing else to watch, and you know there's these old episodes on because they could afford to play them, mm-hmm. you know, and you're just like, oh, that's great, because, yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs>
0: And it, the part that feels weird is even as a kid growing up watching these, like I remember when I'd see the, my three sons animation of the three shoes with the hands like clapping on and going through the stuff, oh, watching yeah. all this. And at the time, think man, these shows are so old. These are like ancient. They're like oldies music and blah, blah, blah. And so that would have been, you know, mid to late 80s at that time. when I was watching these on Nick and I, which make the shows 30 years old. So, yeah, look at
1: this stuff that we're yeah, so we'll, now we'll get there, <laughs> we'll get there. So, now we
0: look at things that we were watching growing up in the 90s and now 30 years old. So, when I put on Ninja Turtles or Transformers, like my daughter could literally think that are as ancient as the, the, the mm. <laughs> mm. My ego just took a kick to the junk, <laughs> yeah.
1: All right, let's let's fast forward. So there's there's quite a few actually great sitcoms in the '60s. Yes. Um, some that probably shouldn't have lasted long, but it was a time period where they just wanted to keep stretching that dollar. Um, and I think we did a Gilligan's Island one once, or we talked about it. Um, so there's that. Let's fast forward now to the '70s, where we can kind of wrap up part one of our sitcom podcast, and okay. we can get things get things going. So let's let's dive into the '70s. Wrap up part one. Here we go. What do we got? What do we got? Okay, 70s. We got Taxi, The Odd Couple. Taxi's a sit. Oh, yeah. Sanford yeah. and Son. Here we go. WKRP
0: in Cincinnati. Oh, that was such a good Soap, show Soap, The Bob Newhart Show, Barney Miller, The Mary Tyler Moore Show, All in the Family, MASH.
1: There's more coming. Hold on. <laughs> on that one, would you consider MASH a sitcom? Yeah, to me, to me, it seemed more like a like a drama. But it,
0: there was more funny stuff in Mash than almost all those other shows we've talked about so far.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's true. Actually, that's true.
0: Like, but Mash touched on some some tough topics too. But they threw a lot of humor in there. Happy Days, nineteen seventy four, Laverne and Shirley, Brady Bunch, Three's Company, Mod, Good Times, The Jeffersons, uh. Welcome Back, Cotter. Uh, the Partridge Family, uh, Mork and Mindy, What's Happening, One Day at a Time, Alice, Chico and a Man, Rhoda, The Odd Couple, some good stuff coming in the 70s.
1: Happy Days, and I don't know if this counts as a sitcom, because it's more of like a uh, sketch show, but uh, Rowan and Martin's Laughing. I watched oh, yeah. laugh I watched laughing constantly I don't know why but it was always That was funny the one that had the big
0: like ph- psychedelic board that they popped their heads out of to tell jokes right Yeah, yeah. correct okay. and they would do like little <laughs> sketches
1: <laughs> Yep. and then um Three's Company I watched constantly that see that that's the stuff that was on at Nick at Night for me was it was like Three's Company and then Golden Girls was in the 80s but you know the Three's Company and everything like that so I, I rem- like Three's Company, especially being a younger kid rewatching some of the episodes now, I'm like, Whoa. see I thought
0: Three's Company seemed weird to me because as a kid, I thought like I wasn't allowed to watch Three's Company because yeah, everything was it, just like wait a minute, he
1: wh- what? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I thought he's that he's not too. supposed
0: to like all those girls at once.
1: <laughs> Dude, there's so much in that humor. And then you know when they changed uh Chrissy, that's that's another show that had a lot of drama behind the scenes, but so, there's, yeah, there's a lot, of, a lot of good ones. And, of course, Mork and Mindy is a spinoff of Happy Days, as weird as it is. Yeah. And then, what, Joni Loves Chachi, did that come out in the yeah. 70s? I don't remember. You, I mean, there's, yeah. I think they progressively saw that people wanted that lighthearted feeling. And there's just so many that I think some of it kind of got oversaturated and some great shows kind of got overshadowed.
0: Well, I, I feel like they, they Hollywood has never quite conquered that because everybody wants to fall in love with these characters and these stories and wants them to last mm. until the stories aren't good anymore. Right. And so they try and capitalize and do spin-off shows and follow-ups, but they're never the same because they're trying to, you know, take the exact same jokes and put them in, into a different setting True. or they're trying to just go a completely different directions, so it's not going to be like, well, if I... But you look at the spin-offs and every show I can think of that has spin offs going on, with the exception of Avatar: The Last Airbender, any spinoff has generally taken a pretty big step down that I can think of.
1: I mean, Mork and Mindy did all right for a little bit, helped yeah. launch Robin Williams and everything like that. But mm. I mean, even but even the spinoff from Avatar, Katara, wasn't very not Katara, Cora, um, Cora. Um, it wasn't that well received because yeah. a lot of people wanted the original characters back; they wanted that magic. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's still a great show, but again, it wasn't like... It was like, eh. So I I think you're right. I think they just see this and they kind of like, hey. And when we get to the 90s, I think the 90s was specifically bad about doing spinoffs. Oh, yeah. Um, And, yeah.
0: I I feel like the 70s have so many, like, iconic ones, though. The Three's Company, the Brady Bunch, the Partridge Mm -hmm. Family, the Vernon Shirley Happy Days. Like, there's many of those things that it's... It, for generations, they're just iconic. Even if you never watched the Brady Bunch, you could recognize the Brady Bunch. <laughs> You'd know something about the Brady Bunch. You'd heard about the Brady Bunch. You'd talked about the Brady Bunch.
1: Here's a story of a man named Brady. I mean, even that show. I mean, again, this is a whole other podcast. We could go into the darkness of behind the scenes, but
0: and I funny. hated the show, but I still watched it. <laughs> Like every time it came out, I was like, "Oh, Brady Bunch again!" But I would still watch countless episodes of it. Like,
1: <laughs> you know what? I think I did too. I wasn't a fan of it. Uh-huh. It was it was always weird to me, and I don't know why. And then, yeah, I was, but it was always like, "Why am I watching this?" Eh, I'm too lazy
0: because there's nothing else on. Price <laughs> is right doesn't start for another forty five minutes, <laughs> right? <laughs> There, Man. there, there, so many I, I'm I am my brain is now dripping with all kinds of memories right now I need to go watch some YouTube videos and see some those shows again because I, I also feel like this is one of those nostalgia things we've talked about all these shows up to this point but I don't know about you but if I was talking to a, a younger person or one of my kids there's very few of these that I would recommend to say no you should sit down and watch it you'd love it it's no 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 When they came out, they were amazing. When they did reruns, I loved it. But if you tried to watch it now, the magic would not be
1: there. It would just be an odd show. (laughs) Dude, so we forgot to... I mean, again, they're kind of like variety shows, so I don't know if they count. But you had the Red Skelton show in the 50s, which, for whatever reason, I loved. And then the Jonathan Winter show in the 60s, which... If you ever have a chance to watch Jonathan Wenders, I mean, some of it, it did not age well, but he's a funny guy, and he'd always have Dean Martin on there. And what the Dean Martin show, right? He had his own little mm-hmm. variety show, too. So, I mean, there's some good sketch shows. I don't They don't count in the sitcoms, but...
0: Yeah, I I, I didn't get into a lot of the... Uh, the variety the, the shows? The variety shows that much. There were a few of them I liked, and a few of the 90s kids ones, but a lot of the adult ones, I think, my age when they came out, I was just between demographics it was a lot of them seemed like mom and dad tv not i want to watch this tv
1: i could see that (laughs) i could definitely see that i don't know i was a weird kid i loved the old black and whites you know Costello, three stooges red skeleton you know i dream of genie and then like when they went to well i dream of genie was in color but bewitched started out in black and white right Mm mm-hmm yeah, the, like, the Black and White Bewitched was pretty solid Pretty solid stuff Yeah, oh, it's just weird to me too Because like like you said, talking about all this Now my brain is like
0: I find it funny too because I think back to the Addams Family And the Munsters And as a kid I loved the Addams Family so much more And the Munsters, ah, the cheap knockoff of the Addams Family Whatever, I didn't care that much But now as an adult, I feel like the Munsters Is still more relevant Than yep. the old Addams Family TV show ever was
1: yeah oh i mean the monsters like a lot of the storylines still hold up now and they're still relevant like you said and it's just it's not as kooky right i mean it's still like these weird characters but you watch it and you're actually learning something with adam's family it's just kind of like it's just kooky fun yeah it's just fun (laughs) it's in the title they're kooky
0: and spooky but so, th- there you go. I mean, that that's the list that covers uh, the 50s through the 70s-ish of TV sitcoms here in America. And we probably missed something. So, before you start writing oh, yeah. an angry hate email to me, uh, how about you write a happy, hey, guess what you forgot email? And we'll include it on there for you. You're know, see what other uh, sitcoms you grew up with. And not necessarily grew up with, because... I grew up with these reruns, right? But it still counts yeah. as growing up with. So let us know what you think at Geekish and all the social medias. Find out uh, what we missed and what one of your favorites was or favorite memory about a sitcom show
1: from the fifties, the sixties, and the seventies. Yes, part one. Anything,
0: is, anything after nineteen eighty, you're gonna have to wait for another right. podcast.
1: Just well, it's just weird to me too because you look back at the fifties. How many episodes did we not see because they were filmed on that on something different that got easily damaged? So, I mean, there's tons mm-hmm. of lost episodes that you and I haven't seen because we're too, we're too young, you know? Hey, yeah, that felt good to say we're too young. Destroyed. That felt good to say we're too young for something. <laughs> oh, <man.
0: laughs> oh, I can't wait to tell somebody at work about this. Right? <laughs> oh, man. Right, well, thanks anyway. for joining us for this week TV sitcoms uh, I'm going to go watch some old ones I don't know about you but uh, let us know at Get Geekish and we will talk at you next
1: week